2: Good morning, good people. Walk Mages Esports live. We're streaming live on YouTube, and of course, I am your host, Will Skywalker Steel. Boom! We're getting close, man. We're getting close. It is another edition of our season review hindsight series we're talking defensive tackles and I find it fitting because we are in the midst of trying to find our defensive coordinator that position is not all doom and gloom though no. it's not we'll talk about a couple of the guys we like some of the, some of the guys that got to step up obviously moving forward some guys that ain't gonna be here but first but first the defensive coordinator search. Could be a wrap. It could. It could be done. I think. I think we're we're about done with the defensive coordinator search based off of the things that I'm seeing and hearing, um, and, and we got to touch on that in the roundup prior to getting to the breakdown of the defensive tackles. And we we got a little nugget that we'll drop here in in the roundup. So stick around for that. Um, you know, I, I think this thing is turning more into an internal battle now. I, I feel I feel like we've got the guys in the sense of they know who they want, and now it's just a matter of who wins out or who wins who over, let me say that, inside of that building. So um, it's interesting. Uh, we'll see. We should be getting the answer hopefully by the end of the week because, again, the Cowboys need to get on the roll, man, they need to get on the roll. But a uh, good morning, Bomb Squad. How y'all doing, man? Hello, a uh, little hiccup there, <laughs> little hiccup there. See, when you wear seventeen different hats, sometimes you know one part of your brain forget to click a button from a different part of the. But it's all good. We're here this morning, this beautiful Wednesday, halfway through the week. Hope everybody's having a good week, man. And uh, yeah, let's go ahead and do this thing. Let's get to it.
3: It's time! It's time! It's time!
0: It's time.
3: It is time for.
0: It's time for the morning roundup. Round
2: them up, boys.
3: Let me talk to you. Let
2: me talk to you, Cowboys Nation. Of course, about this defensive coordinator situation. Uh, As you can see here, I have the Cowboys have, have finished up their interviews with the top two candidates. Yes, I believe these are the top two candidates. One could argue the only two real candidates. (laughs) We'll talk about that a little bit. Here's the thing, though. If you guys were here on Monday, for those who may have showed up late, they might have missed this part of of the show. But on Monday, I talked to you guys about Mike Zimmer, Ron Rivera. Mike Zimmer being one of the coordinators that The Joneses are pushing for and someone that Mike McCarthy, and I'll use this word, my words wisely here, is a little uneasy about. That's the opposite with Mike Rivera in in regards to Mike McCarthy or Mike Rivera. That's the opposite with Ron Rivera in regards to Mike McCarthy. Mike seems fine with Rivera. There really isn't much pushback from what I'm being told. Now, one thing we know about Rivera and Zimmer is they both have experience, and that's exactly what the Joneses are looking for. I know it's been a long time for Rivera. Y'all know how I feel about that. He hasn't called plays for a long time. However, he's been in the NFL as a head coach overseeing a franchise, and they love that about potential defense coordinators. And y'all know Zimmer's history we know how tenured he is as a defensive play caller so no need to revisit that so as it stands right now I believe these two guys are the top guys as we speak now the rest of the week is still going maybe you get a surprise interview here or there we shall see however I'm also being told that Vrabel and Wink Martindale both wanted a chance to talk but they are not getting it. I I don't know where that final decision is coming from. We could easily speculate here if I had to guess, Uh, but you just have, you just wonder head coach on a lame duck year, one year, prove it deal. Get a guy here like Mike Rabel, former head coach, Seems a bit, he's in too many, but he seems a bit more likely to be a head coach type than Ron Rivera. 60-something years old, you know, probably not going to be a head coach again. A little easier from a personality standpoint, Mike Zimmer, we know Mike. Mike's tough. (laughs) Zimmer, we talking about, not Mike McCartney, Mike Zimmer. It's a tough guy right there. No-nonsense guy. Probably could cause some confrontation, which y'all know I feel about confrontation. I welcome it in organizations because usually it gets some answers. As for Wink, I have no idea why Wink is not getting a chance to talk here. I have no idea why Wink is not getting a chance to talk, Cowboys Nation. I feel like a Wink-Martindale interview, at the very least, could do you no harm. My only guess, maybe maybe Wink would want to come in here and shake things up from a personnel standpoint. I, I, we don't know because he never got a chance to go talk. But that is the word on the street right now is that Vrabel and Wink Martindale wanted to talk, but they would not be getting the chance to talk as we speak. Could that change? We'll see. But this is going to be interesting. Mike Zimmer versus Ron Rivera. Uh, we did a whole breakdown on, on Zim. So y'all know how we feel about Zim. Zim's been here. The history is, is laid out for you guys. The Joneses know Zim's history. Hence why I believe he's their favorite. But he's not Mike's. So now it's going to come down to can Mike McCarthy persuade the Joneses again? Really? This, is the, this would be the second time. Last year it was, look, man, I can't do this this song and dance with Kellen Moore. You know, I did what y'all said. I said, I came in here, let him call the plays and run the offense for three years. We got philosophical differences in that thing parted ways. He won in that sense. Kenny win again. Feels like Mike wants Ron. The Joneses want Zim. We're going to find out who wins this one. The Consensus from the fan base is one hundred percent. A lot of you guys are on the Mike Zimmer train. Vrabel was also a name. Wink Martindale. Uh, there's a couple. some some in the chat here. Some on Twitter who are for Ron Rivera. Um, like I said, and I said again, I Ron Rivera will be last on this list for me. Um, but if he is higher, obviously I'm going to root for Ron. I'm hoping he brings back some fundamentals of this defense. But I, there's just there's not enough recent history for Ron Rivera as a play caller for me to get excited about I can I can go back to a Mike Zimmer I can go back to a Wink Martindale Vrabel's interesting because Vrabel had one year as a defensive coordinator but I get the I get the appeal for Vrabel because he ran more of a defensive type of team in Tennessee tough guy like run the ball you know he's kind of throwback coach so I get the appeal from fans for me I'm kind of neither here nor there with Vrabel I would welcome him but I'm not tripping that he's not here um but Ron is interesting to me because it was Del Rio's defenses in Washington it was uh Sean McDermott's defenses for the most part in in Carolina and he's just the head coach right so I wonder if he's if he's the favorite for Mike because he's not a threat Maybe that's why it fits better with Mike McCarthy. I don't know. But this is something that we will have to watch. And like I said, it feels like these are the two guys moving forward, Cowboys Nation. It's between Mike Zimmer and Ron Rivera. And depending who you ask, Ron could be the favorite or Zim. We should know in the next few days. Hopefully, hopefully we don't we don't drag this thing out all the way to next week. We should know the next few days. I'll leave it at that. Uh, let's see what y'all got to say in the chat here. People wanted, brother, I said people wanted Vrabel in the house as a potential head coach. That that makes sense because I I mean you you could argue he had some good defenses in Tennessee, but he also was the head coach who had to kind of oversee the whole entire team. He wasn't the head coach, play caller, defensive coordinator. He has one year of that in Houston, so he's interesting. But I, I, I think I agree with that. I feel like people wanted Vrabel in here because he could have one foot in the door as a head coach the next year when Mike is likely up out of here. Zimmer too mean for these players? Oh boy, that sounds like some soft ish. Miss Cowboy said Vrabel, the actual real uh, coach, the Cowboys want nothing to do with. Possible. Vrabel might be one of those guys that don't give a damn what the Joneses have to say. You know, he had, he, you know, he he visibly disagreed with his general manager on camera. <laughs> you know, he was pissed off when they traded A.J. Brown, you know, and, and he showed it. It wasn't like Vrabel was bad in Tennessee. He just was a defensive guy. Throwback, run the ball, didn't have the quarter. You know what I mean? And it's like, hey, it's time to move forward with an offensive guy. Weapon X believes the defense will play harder for Harris than Zimmer or Rivera. I'd push back on that. I, I mean, Rivera maybe, but not Zim. I, I think Zim could definitely get these guys to play hard. I wouldn't think that would be a, a problem because if you don't, guess what? You're not playing. Um, I think we have to we have to understand Al Harris over, oversaw a position group. Never was groomed to call plays. Never called plays. Never oversaw an entire unit in the sense of, hey, we're, this is a whole DBs that Al Harris has done, like Joe Witt for 14, 15 years. Uh, he's quarterback's coach. Doesn't sound like Al wants to be a defensive coordinator. In fact, another sidebar, Aiden Durde is, is getting defensive coordinator interviews outside the organization before Al Harris. Uh, Al, or Aiden Durde went in to Seattle this week to interview for their defensive coordinator job. I just don't think Al... I'm sure if he gets offered a job and the money and things like that, maybe, but it doesn't feel like Al either a is ready to be a a coordinator or B teams aren't looking at Al Harris as a coordinator just yet. Uh, He's still, he's still climbing the ladder. uh, I think as a, as a defensive coach in this league, respected one for the cornerbacks, 100%. But if you go look at some of these DB coaches, it takes them a while, a long time to they're able to become a defensive coordinator. And Al is still very young. He's still very young. That's why I never really considered him like a real possibility. I know he's a fan favorite. He's the cornerback's favorite coach. But if you really start diving into this thing, he never was a real candidate, in my opinion. What's going on, Nick? See, uh, said, only fans think Harris is a DC. Everyone else knows what's up. I mean... Yeah, I don't I don't I don't I don't even think Al you heard what Al said to hey I'll follow Dan Quinn wherever he whatever, wherever he goes whatever he wants me to be he didn't say hey I'm ready to call plays Witt's the one that said that. Witt said, look, man, I've been ready. They know I'm ready. And he's been interviewed multiple times for it. Now before I jump into the defensive tackle breakdown. I got to get to this phone call because I don't know how long it will be on the horn, but I haven't heard from my Redding brother in a long time. And here's the thing. I said this yesterday. A lot of people are mourning how they're going to mourn. And I haven't heard from a lot of people since the season ended. So I'm pretty sure they're going to give me their opinions on how the season ended. Their frustrations, et cetera, et cetera. So let's go ahead and welcome in our Redding brother, man. Good morning, sir.
1: Hey, good morning and God bless you and your family. And just found me like always. How you doing, my good brother? I
2: am doing well, man. I'm, I'm glad to hear from you. It's been a long time. I was a little worried, but 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 it's good to know that you're still around.
1: Oh yeah, but don't worry. I always I always keep up with your shows. Just that I've been like like I, doing a lot of things. I hear you, brother. I do. I think honestly, we need an old school coach. We need somebody that can make them play. You know, to respect the game because it seemed like we just. You' Dan Dan gonna get an old school coach, Mister Rodney.
2: You' are gonna get one. Huh? You' are gonna get an old school coach. One of these two is, is coming in there. They both old school.
1: Okay. Well, I. It's like you say. It, it, either one. You don't know which one. But me, honestly, I think I would go with Zimmerman because I like he's the type of person that he's gonna get into your face. He's gonna make you responsible for what you're supposed to do. Let's see what happens because Dan Quinn, you was the right, but you wasn't doing the right thing at the right time. That's all I can say. But anyway, all Cowboys fans, we just got to hope for a good coach and hope that we do better next year because this year was a disappointment.
2: It was, man, and and, and obviously we're, we're getting used to that, but but we're going to be here kicking, man, kicking and screaming, Mr. Ronnie.
1: Well, you know that. You know what I'm saying? Well, God bless you and your family. You know, much love to the show and much Thank love you. to your brother's show. I show in your keep up the good work, all right?
2: Thank you, brother. Appreciate that. I'm glad you're doing well.
1: All right, you too, man.
2: So we'll keep our ears and eyes plugged to that situation, man. And um, trust me, I think we'll have an answer. I think we'll have an answer by, some, by the end of this week. If not, we'll have to wait to next week because I don't think they're going to want to now, Jerry's Jerry. Yeah, you never know. Sunday morning, Jerry might drop the nugget of who the defense coordinator is just because it gets the headlines. And y'all know what Jerry Jones said. They talking about us. We are doing our job. But if it's not by Friday, I feel like they'll wait until, until Monday to, to announce it because of the Super Bowl situation. But you just never know with this franchise, man. But in my opinion, these two guys right here, two front runners, and it'll come down to what it looks like to me joneses versus mike mccarthy who will win that one out if i had to guess the joneses but we'll see we'll see let's hit this defensive tackle review where no matter who the damn defensive coordinator is uh they're gonna have to come in here and and tweak some of this defense here's the thing about the defense though they're not coming in no matter who it is to a A bare cabinet. I feel like there's things in that cabinet these guys can use no matter what the scheme is or whatever. And that pertains as well to the defensive tackle position. That pertains to the defensive tackle position, y'all. And I feel like we gotta start off with Mozzie. Because that was the one... (laughs) That's the one that a lot of people are, are, are confused about in regards to the whole weight thing. And before we get to that, let's just cut to it, though. His rookie season was a disappointment, right? Like, like this whole entire rookie class was a big, giant disappointment in regards to the draft class, the actual draft class. And that includes your first-round pick. He finished the season with 14 tackles, had a sack, eight pressures, seven stops. And they didn't even bother to play him in the playoff game at just four snaps, which would be fine. If you look at those statistics, you'd be like, oh, yeah, that's that's fine for a guy that might have played 100 snaps, 150 snaps. Oh, i would be fine for a guy that's a fourth, fifth-round pick. Problem is, he had way higher expectations than that. Fair or not fair. That's what happens when you're the first-round pick of the Dallas Cowboys. But his film never really was consistent. He showed some flashes. For sure, throughout the season, but but not enough. Obviously not enough to gain a whole bunch of confidence with the staff. And now, you know, look, I completely get it. This position takes some time to grow into, without a doubt. This is not something where you're like, year one, this guy's going to be all pro, pro bowl, even starter with some teams. Takes some time. But I, I can't imagine putting him on the buddy love diet was going to help with that progression. I need answers, Sway. For reasons unknown, Mozzie dropped a ton of weight and we never really got a clear answer. Never got a clear answer. Was it Dan Quinn? Hey, look. There's a linebacker in there somewhere with Mozzie Smith. I don't know. Which is shocking to me. Because this this isn't even a secret anymore. Like like everybody knows, Mozzie lost a ton of weight. He looked it. He played like it. But all the beat reporters down there just oh, are just gonna ignore it. No one's asking these questions.
3: Should I get him? Should I get him?
2: You know what? I did ask the question. I said, "Well, how did this happen, Coach? this 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 is what I, this is what I was told." how the transformation went. Me to do Mozzie like that. <laughs> Yo, I'm just how do you lose that much weight, dog? Like, what's going on down there? Somebody asked the tough questions. Put my man on the buddy love diet. Got him out there playing. What somebody say? Wide receiver three? I don't know, man. All jokes, by the way. Because you know some people uh, it's joke. Let me just make sure I can see it's jokes. We hee he and key and y'all. That's all that is. But in all seriousness, let's get back to this thing. Let's be serious now, right? Put on my serious face. Here's some of the things I think he has to get better at. Uh, we know about his his snap uh reaction. Like, he doesn't get off the ball quickly. That's something that Maz is gonna have to improve. Uh understanding leverage and how to use his strength. We're gonna talk about Hankins later, and he he mentioned that. Um, in the offseason uh, about using and earn, learning how to use the strength and then just general IQ in the trenches again another thing that you see veterans use yes even in the trenches where it's just kind of down and dirty and it's like guerrilla warfare down there and these are things I think just young players in general get better at and here's a good thing about Mozzie y'all like, this is a kid that is, doesn't seem to be afraid to want to do the work. I don't, I don't know how great Mozzie wants to be, but I do know he'll put in the work to be better, and I believe that. I believe I believe he will put in the work to develop. Now, where that leads him to at the end of the day, I, nobody knows, right? That, that could be, A, he's just a reserve guy. That could be, A, he turns into Dexter Lawrence. We don't know. But as long as he's willing to put in the work, and I believe he will, I'm good with that. I believe he will progress. How much in year two? We'll see. We're going to need Mozzie Smith to take a year two jump. Also, we're going to need the new defensive coordinator to get the best out of him so that we can recoup that value. No matter who, Rivera, Zimmer, Zimmerman, doesn't matter. That guy, one of the main responsibilities is going to be, obviously, how are we deploying Micah and then build around that. We talked about that yesterday. And then, Can you get the best out of our first round pick last year? Even if they say, hey, I wouldn't have picked him. This isn't my. Fine. One of two things. Trade him or coach him up. We know Dallas is not trading Mozzie Smith, right? So you got to coach him up. Or if they even were trying to trade him, I don't believe they get anything remotely close to recouping the value. So you can probably get that out your heads. Coach him up. There is a good player in Mozzie mentally, we'll see where he's at this year. I know he struggled with some things, which, again, you're yeah, in Dallas, man, first-round pick, high expectations. That That's something that, you know, I think is always going to creep in some of these young guys' heads. And that's something we don't, as fans, ever think about. But it's real, right? And, and I do think that might have been a part of Mozzie Smith dealing with his rookie season. But he, whoever it is has to get the best out of Mozzie Smith. They just have to because you spent the first-round pick on him. Point blank, period. Let's get Joe real quick before we move on to the uh, second part of this series. What's good, Joe? Sandberg, by the way.
4: Hey, but uh, everything's going pretty good. The one thing I was going to tell you to the people that want to get mozzy to what's crap, remember, it's mostly like the top 10 dudes, you know, going to get mostly the, the, the return on investment almost immediately the rookie year.
2: Shoot, <laughs> and even they take some time, man. You know.
4: Especially at on one tech. Yeah. Oh, Ed, the one thing I was going to tell you with Ron, the reason why I don't want him, it sounds like, it sounds like he lost the locker room, actually, in Washington, actually.
2: Possible, man. Um, I, I don't know. I, I don't really – I haven't talked to anybody down there uh, in regards to, like, creators or reporters or anything. He seems like a nice guy. I, I, here's what I think happened, man. I think the, the the Washington locker room lost faith in the organization, period. Just listen to Jonathan Allen. Mm-hmm. You know, Jonathan Allen is supposed to be one of their top players, one of their leaders, and he's sitting here like, man, I'm sick of this shit. He's sick of losing, you know, and Washington been losing far before Ron Rivera.
4: Well, that, that, that's very true. Uh, remember, just because you want an old school coach, that's going to cuss everybody out. doesn't make him good. Fair. Because remember old boy, that, remember old boy that, you sit, that still sitting on the couch? Chris Richard. Rashard. Yeah.
2: Yeah, Rob Marinelli's another one. Rob, Rob's an old school coach that did a lot of yelling and screaming. And, and, and and you know, we respected what he did with what he was brought here, but he got a little bit too much power in being okay with a bunch of orphans. So, yeah, just because you yell and scream necessarily does not mean this or that. But I think Zimmer goes beyond yelling and screaming. Zimmer's resume speaks for itself. Um, you go look at the Super Bowl right now. Steve Spagnola and Steve, and Steve Wilkes, these aren't. Thirty-some-year-old defensive coordinators. They're both one is in his fifties, I think. And the other one's in his sixties. So these are older guys that just right. know how to coach ball.
4: Right. I'm not pushing back on Zimmer at all. That's actually who I want. The thing is, I just like you shouldn't be young and screaming the most on game day more than what you're doing in the practice.
2: Yeah we, we, we don't we don't know what's going on in, in, in practice in regards to that. Um, th- there's some footage of, of Zimmer. Getting on his dudes, but again, Zimmer come from a different era. I, I already know what we getting with him, and I welcome it to be honest.
4: Right, and the other thing with Zimmer, he's actually has had to do at least some football work with more of a having to go get like a modern offense. Ron has not.
2: Yeah, Ron hasn't called plays in a long time. That's what worries me. But maybe it's like riding a bike. Maybe maybe it's it's no big deal. He can just get right back on, on, on the bike, and he's he's good to go. But it's been a while since he's really ran a, a, an entire defense.
4: Right, and that's the other thing I'm trying to say. Like There has been multiple changes since he has done anything with the defense. If he is a defensive, if he ends up being our defensive coordinator, I'll be rooting for him, obviously. But yeah. you just have to be patient, a little, a little bit patient for him to catch up.
2: Indeed, Joe. So, you got? I you got. that. Right, man, appreciate you. So, guy Joe Sandberg. Ace guy, defense. Joe Sandberg out. <laughs> Let's get back to the defensive tackles. Um, Neville Gallimore, y'all. I, I'm not going to spend a bunch of time on Neville Gallimore. I talked about being an unforgettable, or I'm sorry, being a forgettable player. That's that's Nev, man. That's where I'm at with Nev. He, just, a, just a very forgettable career in Dallas, if we're being honest. But speaking of 2023 in particular, uh, career low for a healthy season and tackles and stops. Had a couple tackles for loss. Career low quarterback. I mean, he just y'all, he's just an unforgettable player. Or he's a forgettable player, I'm sorry. Extremely replaceable. Maybe I'll use that word. In fact, I would've kept Bohanna. And I think we were having these conversations. Big Bo. Yeah, I would've kept Big Bo over Neville Gallimore. Because I think you needed more defensive find players in this room. I get that Dan Quinn was, hey, I, I love versatility and all this and all that, right? Yeah, it's cool to have a couple of them. You don't want your whole damn room, you know, flipping from one side to the other all the damn time. You do this, boom. What does Neville do spectacularly? What does, all right, I'll make it easy for you. What does Neville do really good? Okay, wait, wait, I'll make it even easier for you. What does Neville do consistently that is on an average base. Nothing. It's somehow, some way, he just managed to continue to be on this roster. Maybe I'm being a bit too hard on him. I, I Whatever. You know, no one's going to shed tears when Neville Gallimore is not on his team. And I'll just leave it at that. Now, Neville was not impressive to me But Chauncey, he does some things that are impressive. 100%. I feel the opposite about Chauncey from a role standpoint. And and it felt like this since his rookie year. Like, Chauncey definitely can be a, a, a solid role player for you. In fact, I'm giving most of the reps that Neville was getting, give them to Chauncey. I think he was a fine role player. And he'll be fine in any system. He can be a like a five-tech edge-setting defensive end. or And I think he has some of the body flexibility once he moves inside a defensive tackle to give you some pass rush stuff. In fact, when you look at his pressure percentage relative to the pass rush snaps he was getting, some it was some of the best on the team. He was third behind only Micah and Osa in true pass set win percentage. Third. Mind you, that's why having the six most pass rush attempts. And he led the defensive tackles in run percentage. Total opposite of Nev, y'all. We we really didn't talk a whole lot about, about Chauncey here. I'm very interested to see how y'all feel about Chauncey Ghost and moving forward. Um I think he's like the new age prototypical type of left defense and five tech. If you use the old school three, four type of looks, if you go out fronts, I think he can play out there, set the edge extremely well. I think he's flexible enough when he does move inside to defensive tackle When he played mostly defensive tackle. I think he can hold up in there as a pass rusher. Um, but but I, I would love for this new defensive coordinator to really tap into, to Chauncey from a role player standpoint. I don't think, I don't know if we're quite ready for Chauncey to be a starter, but I feel like he can continue to improve in his role. But where are we at with Chauncey from a Cowboys nation bomb squad standpoint, because I'm a big fan of Chauncey. I think he got some game. Um, I think if you give him a true traditional, let me say traditional style defense, he can be an important player on your defense. He now here's the thing about him, he low key. You can kind of he can get lost in the shuffle with you know you got Osa and you, you got Micah and D Law and Sam Williams is saying he's a big name. Right? He can kind of get lost in the shuffle here. He's not a, a big name to the to the national media and he's probably not much of a big name to cowboy fans. But when you sit down, you watch this kid play. You look at his 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 numbers. You say why isn't he getting talked about much more? Chauncey, uh, one of your more unsung heroes, I think. Some Premier says he's a Jag. You, you, I think he's a little bit better than a Jag. That's why I'm keeping him as a role player. I don't think he's quite a star or anything like that. But I, I think he can be a quality role player for you. Chauncey, sneaky good. That's a good one. Sneaky good, Everyone call it. Chauncey is a good player. The, oh, that would be cr- hey. That's a crazy name for Neville Gallimore's podcast. Neville would have made it. Ooh, still ain't better than the Steel Cage though. But I like that one. Solid rotational player. That's how I feel. Whoa! Wait, where my button at here? Let me me just go confirm real quick. Got some breaking news one more time. Josina Anderson. From Twitter. Let me see if I can pull this up for y'all. New. I'm told former Jets and Bills head coach Rex Ryan interviewed for the Dallas Cowboys defensive coordinator job. <laughs> you want to talk about out of left field. Now, look, this now this is just raw reaction emotion for me. This might sound crazy to hell, but i rather Rex Ryan around. <laughs> I know he ain't coached in like eight years or whatever it's been. I rather Rex Ryan and Robert Rivera, but that, that's, just, that's just me being big reaction. I haven't even really looked into a bunch of things, but so here it is. Jocena Anderson reporting right now. If I could bring this up so y'all can see it. Give me a second here. Boom. Bow. Bang. Yep, perfect. Come on, man. Here we go. New, I'm told former, and now I'm getting all the notifications. Former Jets and Bills head coach Rex Ryan interview for the Dallas Cowboys vacant defense coordinator job. Wow. How are we feeling about this? Let me get let me hear let me let me give uh, Banks thoughts here. Banks, how are we feeling about Rex Ryan getting the interview?
3: Guys, yeah, this just changed about everything I was about to say. This changed. Man, um I like it, man. I'm like you, I'd rather have him. Over uh, Ron Rivera, man, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> and rand has been sitting at the desk at ESPN for the last few years, man. For a man. minute, so yeah, for a good minute, I, yeah. I, and the and the first thing watching him, man, and you know, uh, last couple of years, not most, not of this year, but because uh, he's been kind of in on the Cowboys defense, I would say maybe like last year and the year before that, man. And one thing he said that I agreed with was, "Hey, we were soft," and uh. And it came to show kind of this year, you know. And um, you know, he's another hard nosed uh, you know, uh I would see, you
2: know, um, old school coach, former say, uh, head coach, former defense coach school coach. coach. Yeah, he he yeah, falls yeah. right in yeah. line with the we can talk about Catboy criteria. He falls right in line with the Joneses criteria of, of, of who they would want as a defensive coordinator. And and kinda really McCarthy. McCarthy's had a bunch of tenure DCs D Cs as his defensive coordinator too.
3: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. And I just, uh, you know, he's been out for a while, but I feel like uh, I just feel like I, I just trust him way more than Ron, man. Just for some reason, man. I I just don't see. You know, Ryan got the, you know the first guy called for an interview, and I just didn't see it. And I still don't see it. Or why? Um, you know,
2: feels like Ron uh, Rivera is like a soft landing, you know.
3: Yeah, and they said they want to make a splash. at at, at dc man ron is not a splash That's more so is splash rex is splash (laughs) i feel like zimmer is zimmer is is splash you know if we get ron that's just like a like really that i I think that'll turn the fan base like man really like you still kind of be in that mood like man i ain't i still ain't trusting him but uh i think bringing in one of these guys um you know, I'm still waiting to see Mike Vrabel maybe get a, uh interview. I, but I doubt that happened. You said he's good with taking the year off. I think he still want to be a head coach. But uh, or yeah, somebody for, like him, man. But it sounds like he wanted yeah. to
2: actually interview for or at least speak with the Cowboys, but he, he won't be getting that chance. So it sounds like he wanted to. Uh, and I think he understood, yeah. you know, if he comes here and coaches well, he, he has his fir- the foot in the door yeah, to be a head hey, coach.
3: I, hey, you've seen the story, the crazy part, man. Jim said – uh. Uh, he he hasn't got like he yeah. didn't get like a head coaching job
2: because of his stature. Yeah, his we size. we had fun with that oh, on Vod's show. Crazy. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Uh, so a fo- a former football player, the NFL linebacker, who still looks like one,
4: yeah.
2: is is scaring yeah. general managers. It's Are you kidding me?
3: Yeah, man. What's going on, man? <laughs> that sounds like a that sounds like a soft front office to, <laughs> to me. Facts. That's crazy, but uh, I don't want to coach him. No, yeah. man. Yeah, exactly. Uh, real quick, I'm tapping in on, on the defensive tackle position, man. Just, right. I I just feel like it's kind of just been mismanaged. Um, just with the uh starting this last draft class, I just wouldn't, I weren't, I wasn't happy with it. Uh, I didn't, I obviously didn't like the Mize pick. Still don't like it. You know, maybe he'll, you know, hopefully he'll break out or, you know, um, show some um, progression. You know, in his second year, you know, he's probably good. I'm not gonna say he can't, but uh, I just wasn't a fan of him. Um, you know, but just look at, uh, I'm just saying, man, just look how we let a guy like, uh, John Ridgeway go a couple of years ago, last year, uh, last season, man, he went to Washington and kind of, you know, man, he, he wasn't looking bad, man. He was good against the run. I mean, he ain't doing uh, much
2: over there in you know, Washington, but we, we could have used another big body. I mean, he, he, he ain't, he ain't yeah. really flipping nothing. But we don't we didn't have no, enough no, no, size. No, 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 and once you made Mozzie lose weight, you really had one true big dude and, and that's Hank, and we'll talk about him later. So I agree with the first part of this. Yeah. It was mismanaged. You brought in size, yeah. then you shipped the size out, Bohanna, Ridgeway, then you brought in size again with Mozzie, and then you made him lose weight and turn him into Buddy Love. So it was like, what are we doing yeah. here with this position? Yeah.
3: I, I feel like I would have kept uh, I would have kept any one of those guys over uh over Gallimore, man. One, Gallimore yeah. just ain't giving us anything. No. You know, he's just kind of big and strong for nothing. But, nothing. Uh, yeah, that's all I got, man. I'm going to let you go, man, because I know you want to tap in
2: on the uh, news. All right, man. Appreciate you. All
3: right,
2: All right, Once again, for those just joining us here, this just in off the news desk, uh, Josie Anson reporting that former Bills and Jets head coach and long, 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 long time ago, Ravens defensive coordinator, uh, if I, uh, believe so. Rex Ryan is interviewed. Interviewed meaning it's happened for the Cowboys' defensive coordinator position. Now let me bring this back up because I feel like this has to be said every time we hear this come up. Lots of people are worried about three, four, four, three. It is it is so much less about that in twenty twenty four. This isn't 1995 anymore. This isn't 2002. Hell, it's not even 2010 anymore. The game has changed so much that I think as fans we hear 3-4, three, 4-3 four, four, three, immediately. And, I, and I'm and I'm part of this because I thought I thought like this for a few years back before Dan Quinn got here. Uh when 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 old boy was here, Mike Nolan, right? It's it's not so much about that anymore. Because you're you're hardly ever in the traditional sense base formation anymore professor i would love for you if you get the number for me but i feel like the number is hovering around like 65 or so percent teams are in 11 personnel aka making you be in nickel so you're hardly ever in traditional three four looks majority of the time teams are playing more nickel and dime then they're playing more traditional 3-4-4-3. If we can remove ourselves from that, you can maybe open up your mind to a defensive coordinator more. Because if we're going to just pigeonhole ourselves into, up 3-4-4-3 can't do it because yada, 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 I don't think that's the way to look at it. Because it's more about matching the personnel than it is the base formation. So when teams come out in 12 or 13 or 21, can I bring out two real linebackers, um, big defensive tackles? Can I get big when teams, which majority of the time, come out in eleven personnel or zero? Right, they they come out and it's, it's it's empty. Can I match personnel with more DBs, et cetera, et cetera? So I think if we could not think in the traditional standpoint. A guy like Rex or Wink, because he's another three-four guy. Team player fans that you know, coaches—they're worried about coaches switching to three-four. Let's remove ourselves from that. That's no longer a thing anymore. Nine times out of ten, you're getting some form of a a a two linebackers, five DBs, six DBs, sometimes too, as opposed to three or four linebackers on the field majority of the time. So. I feel like we're going to have to keep saying this because it's, it's you know as fans we don't we're not really looking at it that way but that conversation I think really needs to be had I know there's been a ton of studies tons tons of studies there so we go sixty three percent of the time teams are in eleven personnel I bet twenty five years ago it was probably seventy five percent of the time teams are in base because that's just the way the game was played so. That's how we have to look at it now, man. It's about matching the personnel as opposed to, oh, well, base formation, three, four, four, three. You're hardly ever going to be in, I shouldn't say ever, you're hardly going to be in three, four, four, three base majority of the time, not even half the time. So there's that. Nine, seven, two, what it is, what it do.
5: Yeah, how you doing, man? I can't believe I got on your show for the first time. I uh, um, <clears throat> really enjoy your show, by the way. Uh, thank you, sir. I did have a, a little point I wanted to throw out. And, of course, I'm going back in history and probably rubbing in old wounds, which isn't good. But I paid attention to the last week of the season. And if you recall, the 49ers were playing the Rams. Yeah. And that's where they basically started um, – Carson Wentz, you know, was the starting quarterback for the Rams. And see, the thing is, is that Green Bay had already locked up a position, but if the 49ers had somehow won that game, then basically the Rams would have been the seventh seed and not um, the Packers. And part of me is thinking that the 49ers intentionally, and this could be completely off base, but – you know, you, you think of uh, you know the coaches. You know, you think of McVay and Shanahan. You know, having some kind of you know symbiotic uh, you know some 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 type of thing, a relationship or whatever that you're wondering that basically because I think look, obviously looking back, I think the the Rams were a better matchup, even though people were afraid of the Rams, you know, and their offense and everything and coming on. But the Packers were just came out of left field. And we should have seen what they did to the Lions on Thanksgiving. I mean, they destroyed a really good Lions team, if, if people and people forget that, you know. Um and really should have saw that the, the, the Packers were gonna be a lot, you know, more than what we expected. And think about it, if we had played the Rams then, you know, looking back, we had already played them once and we beat them handily. You have to really wonder how things would be different if you were playing the Rams versus the Packers. What is your thought on that?
2: Uh, yeah, I, I would have I, – I'm on record saying I I wasn't scared of the Rams. Uh, Dan Quinn yeah. ha, ha, has somehow, some way, he's got Matt Stafford's number. Plus, you know, we were having this conversation with Koye when we were talking about – you know, Packers or the saints. And I was like, yeah, hey, give me the saints. I got Derek Carr, you know, Jordan love is on fire and he, he's mobile where Stafford is, right. is not. Now that wasn't, that wasn't me saying I wouldn't want to play the Packers. We were just talking about those two teams. Um, but me, I was one of the few, I know there was a lot of things going out there on, out there on Twitter saying, Hey, we don't want to see the Rams. They're hot. I was like, yeah, I mean, the Cowboys seem to play well against the Rams, man. So I was fine playing the Rams because I think that the Cowboys had Stafford's number, um, the Packers were a bit of an unknown. We haven't played that that style of a Packer team because Jordan Love and leaning on the run and things like that. But regardless of who you played at this at this point, I, they could have played yeah. the Washington Generals if they came out that way. They were going <laughs> to lose, bro. Like like if, if you would have told me, well, Sky, you get whoever you pick a team, but they're going to come out like that. It doesn't matter who you play. They they, they came out like shit. So,
5: but you know the other thing is that, and the other thing I was worried about is that. Even though we always, I mean, Packers were the boogeyman for us because of Aaron Rodgers. Apparently, still are. In the back of my mind, <laughs> yeah. in the back of my mind, man, I kept thinking, man, because you haven't seen him, you haven't played him this whole year. See, we we, we saw the Rams. Right? So I wanted a, the team that we were going to play. I wanted to play a team that we already have played, and because we hadn't seen the Packers, we didn't know what they were capable of. And Jordan Love was this big wild card. You know, we didn't know if it was just luck or if he was really good. And you saw his stats, and, you know, stats don't lie. You know, you saw his last 10 games, and it was like, oh, my God, he's like one of the best quarterbacks playing the best football of, or maybe the you know, top two in the league and having to face that. And, and in the back of my mind, man, I'm really wondering the 49ers, if they really wanted the Cowboys to play. I don't know if you if if you go that far, it, man.
2: The, the, the 49ers yeah. is not they're not <laughs> worried about who is playing who in the first round, brother. They 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 they're resting their players because that that's they yeah. they've earned the right to the number one seed. So they did what was best for their team. I, I have a hard time believing they're like, hey, we're gonna lose this game on purpose so that the Cowboys can play the back that. That's 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 a bit
5: much right there. So I, I, I disagree with that one but one last point though think about them resting because they had they already had the, the bye week off so they rested week 17 and then they didn't play and i think this really explained their sloppy play i mean it, it, if you look at it think about i mean they were underwhelming against the packers team now the packers were good but and then last and then detroit getting down you know 24 to 7 so i really wonder if that kind of hurt their um you know, their momentum. You have to really think. And they're really lucky, probably, to be in the Super Bowl.
2: <laughs> well, they hurt them enough. They in the Super Bowl. I would have loved to be the team that had the bye week, and we rusty, but we pushed through, and now we in the Super Bowl. So it must they hurt them enough, man. All
5: right, man. Appreciate it, buddy. Yes,
2: sir. Let's get to Chris from Alaska before we get back to this thing. What's good, Chris? Yeah,
0: what's good? Good morning, man. I was curious. Uh, about the Rex Ryan thing, would he be a better candidate than Zimmer or what? I don't wow. know enough about Rex Ryan and, and his defenses or anything. Cause I'm hearing mixed reviews on Twitter of like, like he's trash. He's not worth it. Or, you know what I mean? I don't know. What's your, yeah, what's your take on it? We're,
2: we're, we're, we are in twilight zone, man. There's no, there's no real answer here. Let me tell you why. Well, I guess I could say this Zimmer is, is, has been a defensive play caller, been in the league, obviously, more recently and more successful than Rex. So you can go there and say Zimmer, right? If you look at, at mm-hmm. Rex Ryan, obviously he's put together some fantastic teams as a head coach and defenses as well, but it's been a long time. Uh, then if you even want to go with Ron Rivera, oh, well, Ron Rivera has been in the league long, you know longer than Rex Ryan, et cetera, et cetera. You ever seen the movie Three, was it Angry Old Man or whatever? Three Angry Old Man, I forget what it is. That's basically where we we, we got here. We're, we're, we're picking at the bottom of the litter in regards to you know the best of the rest so then, so Rex is out so of nowhere say,
0: though All right so would you say that Zimmer is probably a, a better candidate just because yes. he played more played more recently
2: I think Zimmer is, like is more recently? If I if I had to rank these guys I definitely think Mike Zimmer is the number 1 cast I still think he's technically the favorite um but yeah I'd go Mike Zimmer first Okay all
0: mm-hmm. right, I just want to know more about Rex. What's I, don't, the car? I don't know enough about him. I and know like went man. to AFC Championship, but that's
2: it. Yeah, 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 legit. yeah. then he went to Buffalo. Uh, I think he had a couple de- decent defenses there as well. Then before that, obviously he was with Baltimore. Um, and the funny thing is, Brian Brian Schottenheimer on this staff. He, you know, he was the OC under Rex Ryan, so I'd imagine, you know, Mike, you know, went to Brian Schottenheimer and said, "Well, what was it like coaching with with uh, Rex?" But players seem to like Rex. Rex has been a successful guy, but it's been a long time with Rex, too, man. Yeah.
0: All right. I appreciate the call, man. I grumpy really old man. There we go. I want to know more about
2: him. I appreciate hey, you it, Chris.
0: Have a great,
2: you have a great day. Yeah, We the grumpy old man. Bunch of pistol. <laughs> That's a good one, Jay. Who can scheme up defense against the new motion offenses? That's the question. Um, I don't unless somebody dropped these numbers on Twitter yet, yeah, because you know Twitter moved fast. Uh, I know Zim, when you go look at his history against Shanahan-like offenses, somebody, you know, Cowboy Stats and Graphics dropped a a graphic where Zim ranked, and he was ranked very highly in regards to that. So he's had some, some success against those styles of defenses. I don't know where Rex Ryan were uh, we just getting this information now. I have no idea. But that's where we are at. Wow! All right, let's get back to this real quick. Try to try to wrap this thing up. Move move along here. Osa, I want to I want to finish this off with Osa and and Jonathan Hankins. Osa Digizua. So I briefly touched on this yesterday on Vacha's show. I personally think that Osa is having an ideal trajectory for a third round defensive tackle. I do. Um, I think because the talent that he has, we want him to be. I don't want to use the word Aaron Donald, but we want him to be that superstar because we see it. But I think he's, he's working his way. I think every year, Osa continues to get better. I think he's one of those guys that wants to be great. And even if he doesn't attain that greatness, he's going to put in the work to get there. Um, Coach AD spoke highly of Osa. If you guys don't remember, we had dropped that video back during the bye week but this is, this is AD on, on Osa. And let's remember when the season was over, he was one of the few guys, kind of just, and this is from Pat, uh, he talked about it on the show, just sitting there staring at the ground, you know, in tears, you know, from from being upset and hurt from losing this game, and it was Ad who was right there with Osa. But listen to Ad uh, speak highly of Osa. Dikizua.
6: You know, like you guys see Osa every week, like, and you probably see him in the locker room and you talk to him. He is just such a great person, like, and the amount of work he's, like, you talk about development. If you look in year on year out also made progress like his game is growing and he's always trying to un- unturn a stone to say okay how can I grow here like, I was literally just making a tape upstairs Is it by week and he wants a tape do you know like so it's like it's how does he grow how does he affect the game in different areas and he is like he's one of the un- is you talk about him being an unsung player in I different, but he's one of the unsung leaders in our room like he like he does stuff that has given other people structure as a professional through the week, and he's like created that, and he's done a he's done an unbelievable job in what in many different ways. In the run game, you can see like last week how he showed up in the run game. He has seven tackles. Like in the past game, he affects the quarterback. His game running, his ability to communicate and understand when's the right time to run a game. Some of that's on them in the defense. Um, it just goes up and up, and he uses experiences of making mistakes to not make the mistakes. It's like. And you see those things show up in the game. Like like when he saw, he had an last week where he knew there was a puller coming and he shot the gap and made a TFL. Do you know, like, those little things are like growth in his little. game where someone, if you haven't got the confidence and you haven't put in the work, you might know that they're going to do that, but you won't do that to go and make the play. You're just going to do your job and you're going to play back into the centre. Like, the guys that make those real plays play with a level of confidence that allow them to make plays, not outside of the system, but they use the system to make the plays, and that's where he, I feel like his game is going right now.
2: Man, I'm, I'm, I'm restarting the the James Bond series, Daniel Craig ones, and he just reminds me of a James Bond villain. It's Tuesday, isn't it? Um. Very, very underrated guy here in, in in the locker room I'm talking about. On the field, he's not underrated. He he has garnered the respect across league circles as an interior defender. And uh, year three, he's, you see him continuing, like I said, to progress. He was eighth among all interior defense alignment in true pass set win percentage. Uh, higher than guys like Armstead, Buckner, Hargrave. Oliver, Jared—these are very, these are these are bigger names, right? People know, but but is not a big name. Uh, but he just couldn't finish sack wise. He only had three sacks this year, which was actually very surprising. Uh, but I do wonder if you get a new coordinator in here, and it, and it's less these little cute little stunts we're always running these weird games and being, you know, funny up front and trying to reinvent the wheel. You just say, hey, this is the defense. Go after and get them. I do think Osa's sack numbers will will increase. When Osa was making run stops, he was one of the best in making run stops. One of the best uh, in the league. He was taking it down like right away. There wasn't no, oh, we're tackling you five yards downfield. His average depth per tackle was 1.1 yards. That was top 10 in the league, eighth among all defensive tackles. So I think in year four, again, no matter who the defensive coordinator is here, this is one of these guys that I feel like Osa is going to continue to continue to get better. That's just That's just where we're at with him. So I I see Osa being one of these guys where you're excited to have on your roster. not not, not a Neville, you know what I'm saying? But one of these guys where whoever comes in here, whether it be Rex Ryan, Ron Rivera, Zimmer, whoever it is, they say, Hey, this is this is one of the guys I'd like to have on this team for sure. And then you got Big Hank. Ever since Jonathan Hankins got here, he... I'll use the word important. He has been an important player on his defense because we were lacking size for years, and we were lacking size that could stay on the damn field because I know he was getting hurt too. But, you know, Brent Urban, you got him. You moved on from Bow and, and the rookie, you know, they just never kept those run- Hankins, when Hankins was on the field and he played, man, you saw him free up guys behind him. Now, whether those guys got there, that's, that's on them. I don't know. We don't know. What I like about Hank, and who who, I, who had a kind of, not a lot of breakout year, but a resurgence this season, is that you see the savviness in his game. And I brought this up earlier. I said, you know, when Hank was talking in the training camp, I think it was, he said something along the lines of, look, the youngin' is stronger than me, but I understand and know how to use my strength and size down in and down out. And you see that in his game. And it can be hard sometimes because in the trenches, man, this is like car accidents, train wrecks, like boom, boom, boom. But there is some nuance to the game. And you see Hank play with that nuance and be able to to use his leverage and use his high IQ, get get rid of guys or open up lanes for guys. Uh, I thought you saw that a lot this season. Now, I think one of the games where he kind of fell into this new Dan Quinn, everybody do what they want thing, was against the Cardinals. You, you saw him shooting wrong gaps a lot of times. It was like, that's not Hank. Hank, he two gaps. He doesn't shoot gaps all the time. Um, and then once that calmed down, you saw him get back to being what he was throughout his career. And he had a bit of a resurgence, especially from the sack department. Most sacks he had in like seven years or something crazy. 31 tackles, 14 stops. And I just think he's, he's one of those glue guys I would love to bring back. He wants to return to the Cowboys. He's not going to cost you much. I think he's also scheme versatile, right? He can be zero guy, line up right over the center. If you, if you again, are into the traditional 3-4 look when you go there, he can line up over the center. He can obviously be one tech, shade a little bit. And because of him being a veteran in this league, having gotten a bag before and being around, let's say you do sign someone better or you draft somebody or somebody jumps him because they've developed. I think he understands the game. He understands the business and he'd appreciate the role that he has as being a part of the rotation. But I think Hank, yeah, bring bring me Hank back, man. He's one of the true big boys that knows how to play like a big boy. Sign me up. You don't got too many when you look at this. We'll see what happens with Mozzie. I'd imagine he's gonna put that weight back on. Hopefully, you get him back up to you know 320 plus. Dude came in at 335, and somehow he's down to 290-something. It's crazy to me. Nev, he just, no. He's not on this team. Chauncey's more of a like a five-tech, three-tech DT, so he's not a big boy. We know Osa's a three-tech type guy. Hank is like your true one big boy right now. And if you do move on, you need to sign more big boys. Hell, even if you do bring them back, because they ain't going to cost them much, still sign big boys. You never have enough of them. Team Fatty says lost. So there it is, man. That's the review of the defensive tackle series. Uh, Just to kind of quickly. Chauncey, he's returning. Excited to see his progression year four, as as I think he can develop, continue to develop into a quality role player. Uh, Neville, I think he's up out of here. Mozzie's big giant question mark because of how his weird season went with the whole weight loss and whatnot. Uh, We'll see how he progresses year two. Hank. I'm all about bringing Hang back. And I think Osa in year four will con- just can keep getting better, man. I feel like Osa is going to remain in that kind of top ten talk of three tech. No doubt about it. All right, 817, we got you. You live. What's up?
7: What's up, Scott? What's good with you? Um, uh, uh, my name's Austin. I called show like a while ago. But I really missed y'all, man.
2: Appreciate it, man.
7: Yes, sir. Uh, I had a question. Uh, Do you feel like the Cowboys' window is like closing, like within within like the next two years? And then also, I had another question because I know you're a WWE fan. (laughs) How you feel about The Rock and Cody Rhodes and uh, (laughs) this thing going on, Because it's crazy. So I just want to know.
2: Well, first, uh, my, my, I, the window thing to me is any other organization, as long as you have a franchise quarterback, your, your window is open. It's about how you build around that franchise quarterback. With Dallas, they don't, they don't, they don't like to fully close windows, so they'll they'll always try to put together a competitive team, but they won't go u- uber aggressive to get to a point where the risk is that that window does close because you went all in. So, no, I don't believe the window is closing. But I do think with this current group, Dak Prescott and Mike McCarthy and Brian Schottenheimer, whoever this new – yeah, that window in particular could be closing because you might have a different head coach. Um, so there, there's something to that part of it. Uh, Cody, so you said, what do I think about The Rock and Roman? I've been wanting to see The Rock versus Roman forever. So I'm okay with this. The, the, the IWC <laughs> is not. They hate this shit. They going crazy. <laughs> uh, I'm sitting back and I'm chilling, man. Because I, I, look, I Cody gonna be here for a long time. The Rock is not now. How we got yeah. here? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not too fond of it. That's not gonna that's hold. That's
7: you. what I don't agree with. That's what I don't agree with. Hey, we, we the, the
2: way we got here Cody, is kind of crazy, but
7: yeah, yeah, yeah. Cody winning the Rumble missed missed it all, in my opinion. I now so, wonder though
2: yeah, it, if that was uh, yeah. if that wasn't the if that wasn't supposed to happen, though, because, uh, not Seth, but Punk tore his tricep, and I think mid-match, they could have yeah. said, hey, I, he, he, Cody has to win. So maybe mid-match, yeah. Cody wins, and, and now we're in this situation where it made way more sense if Cody lost, Punk wins the World Rumble. but now you get Punk versus Seth because they were building that up, and then Cody, you know, if The Rock is going to come in here and do that, that's fine. Nobody's, yeah. nobody's tripping. But because, yeah. because Cody won the match, and then after the fact, he's pointing at Roman Reigns, saying, I'm coming for you. And then two days later, The Rock comes in and takes it. It's like, wait, where did this come from? So the process to get there, I'm not going to lie, it is, it's, a, it's a bad taste. But, man, yeah, yeah I want to see that. I would love to see Hollywood Rock versus Roman Reigns, but we probably ain't going to get that.
7: Yeah. Well, all right, I appreciate it,
2: man. Man, good stuff. And that's a teaser of my podcast, I guess, for the wrestling. <laughs> brother L, I just knew I was going to scroll up here and see, brother L, you did hit me up yesterday said a pilot. Maybe that's not a bad idea. You know, eventually, probably post-Super uh, Bowl, I'm going to take a, a quick break. It's probably not going to be a week, a couple days or something, just to kind of breathe a little bit. And within that, maybe I'll drop a, a wrestling pod. Yeah, something, yeah, 20, minutes, nothing crazy. And that maybe, that maybe that'll get me going. Somebody said it's rigged. Wait, I hope you talk talking about wrestling because no. <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> oh, stop, Stevie Max, stop. We already talking about foot fetishes with Rex Ryan. How crazy though, y'all? Rex Ryan, Zimmer, and Rivera. Uh, Shouts out to my guy, Vach, the other day. He put up, uh, you know, he's playing Madden 2010, and he was scrolling through potential defensive coordinators. And Jimmy Hasley, Rex Ryan, Ron Rivera, uh, Mike Zimmer, Dean Pete. Damn, he, I'm looking at it right now. He was playing, but he's serious. That's, that's, that's who we're looking at here, man. We're, we're looking at, you know, Rivera, Zimmer, and now Rex Ryan out of nowhere. You know, out of nowhere, which I don't have my full thoughts on Rex yet because it came during this during the stream. I haven't been able to kind of sit back, think about things, look at things. But I do know the history of Rex. He puts together good defenses. It's just much like Ron, but even worse, if you're thinking about it, he hasn't he hasn't coached in a while. Um coach defense, I should say. Ron's been there. Ron's coached, right? But I want to say, I just saw a tweet from Ian Rappaport who was like, Rex was very close to getting the D.C. job with Denver last year. So it's not like Rex doesn't want to be. It's not like this came out of left field for Rex. This ain't come out of left field for Rex. This came out of left field for the Cowboys. But Rex still wants to coach. So, Toxic said, well, at least we're finally in the 2000s. I don't know, man. I think I, I, I think we keep in and, 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 and he, he, hailing with, with with Zimmer and Rex. It's a little bit part of me believes though that Zimmer or Rex could put together some damn good defense here for the Cowboys. I gotta go back and I gotta go look, look some things up, do my little research and studies and whatnot. But I just know, just in general, Rex has put together quality defenses. It's funny and everything what a choice we got right now man we ain't got too many choices they're giving us the old the grumpy old men man that's crazy though special k rex getting an interview but wink and vrabel can't that that's kind of crazy to me. where we at here uh the seven i've right, got a couple of them uh, Shots out to D-Red Cowboy. Appreciate you. He dropped Super Chat. Two and said, Eric B. as run game coordinator and Wink as linebacker coach. I mean, if we just going to put together a, a, just a mash of, of of all types of former coordinators, let's do it. Let's just, you know, a Madden, right? You would take, sometimes I would take Bill Belichick, make him defensive coordinator, and you know, all the things me and Vos were talking about. But yeah, I mean, Eric B. enemy as run game coordinator, he put together some quality... When I say quality, they weren't leaned on the run game in, in Kansas City, but but they were an efficient team. And if you say, all right, Eric Biennium, you're not my offensive coordinator because we know as offensive coordinator, he just want to throw the ball. But you can focus on running. He's a more modern approach to this situation. Not going to happen probably uh, because Mike is going to run it how he wants to run his thing. But I would love that. And then Wink as linebacker coach, Wink probably just going to chill as opposed to being a like a position coach, but – Ron as a linebacker. Uh, look, Ron Rivera was a backer. No. Pete Carroll seventy thousand years old, man. We think these coordinators is old. P old. Uh, DC for life. Super. He just dropped two and said, "What's good, Scott? Cowboys Nation. Let's go, Cowboys. Appreciate you." super chat and then stargazer she dropped 5 and says Steven said it was Dan that made Mozzie drop weight because he wanted him to pass rush and that's why Dan Quinn get the hell up out of here why would you draft? why would you why would you draft a 335 pound nose tackle Keanu Benton was there. Other three techs with you. You wanted a pass Rushy Three-tech. Draft the pass Rushy Three-Tech. But you got one on the roster. Why would you draft a 335 pounds nose tackle and do this to him? Fireable offense. Ship him off to the moon. That's a fireball offense, man. You gonna waste my first round pick? Now, I do know there's other things that, that, that played into Mozzie Smith losing weight. But, and these things are normal, right? Like, like like you're going to lose, technically, you're going to lose weight in the season. Especially a rookie, they don't understand. They're still learning diets and things like that. Uh, I think it was uh, Ferguson who talked about that. But is that much weight is, is more than just, A, the stresses of the game, the long season. I, I lost about 10 pounds. Now, when you lose, like, 40 pounds, and um, I think it was Pat who talked about this, which makes a great point. It, it, it couldn't have been... On accident, because if it, if he wasn't meeting the weight requirements, he could technically be fined. So this could be a combination of, yes, I'm going to lose weight because that's what happens as a rookie. But also, yeah, we want you to lose weight. 40, 335 to 290, 290 something. Come on, man. That is crazy. Fireball offense. As soon as Dan Quinn would have came to me, and see Mike don't really run the defense but maybe it was a whoever whoever he went to and said "Hey, we're thinking about I'm thinking about having Mozzie drop about 20 pounds, 25 pounds getting to rush the passer a little better hey you better work with this big boy how he is now or you can get going we don't need more pass rushers in the sense, of, I mean we kind of did but right we didn't know we needed more <laughs> pass rushers before the season started we need somebody that can clog up these lanes, stop the run, uh, free up these linebackers, et cetera, et cetera. You drafted him to do that, with the upside of, hey, at some point, maybe he turns into Dexter, maybe he turn right where where now or Deron Payne now he's becoming a pass rushy guy, but not year one. What are we doing? Get that guy up out of here. All right, let's do one more refresh. And we're going to keep it moving. Perfect time of the day. Sherman, Sherman, Sherman. Now, nah, one of my favorite scenes in that movie is when the grandma was like, no, nah, Cletus, come on, Cletus. Come on, get up, get your fat, Come on, Cletus. <laughs> Love that damn movie, man. All right, check it. I won't be back on Vacher's show. He will be dropping some um, videos the rest of the week. But I will be back tomorrow, wrapping up our hindsight series. We're moving to the secondary. Mm. Lots of questions in the secondary. We'll be talking about the corners or the safeties tomorrow. We'll see. That'll be a bit of a surprise. Uh, Later on, Mo will be back on. Also tomorrow, we've got Pat back. And it's like Pat just keeps coming back at the perfect time. So actually, I'm going to hit up Pat. Like, yo, what you want to do? Because news could be dropping here. We just got the Rex Ryan thing. We'll see. So we'll talk to Pat, if not tomorrow, Friday, but right now, it looks like tomorrow, and asking more about this Rex Ryan thing, uh, more about Zimmer and Ron, but it feels like, according to you know reports here, those are the three guys that have been interviewed. No one else has been interviewed just yet, but like I said at the top of the show, that's as we speak. We still got time and rest of the week, and they could go out and, and, and maybe get some more interviews. Uh, for this thing. But it looks like they are zeroing in on the types that they want. Former head coaches slash defensive coordinators, tenured guys have been around for a while. Um, And and, in my opinion, there seems to be a, will don't call it a war, but a differences of opinions inside the star between the front office and the head coach of who they want to be defensive coordinator. Who wins out? That will be the big question. And whoever it is, we'll be right back here talking about it and how – we think that coordinator will build this team. All right? With that said...
0: What's the goddamn button? What's the goddamn
2: button? I asked him about Mozzie already, bro. He's the one that came on here and uh, kind of confirmed the whole situation. Because you know? he, he, he talked about it with Brian on the show and we brought him on here like, that same week. and was like, hey, you said he looked like he's 295. He said, I think he looks 290. I didn't love y'all. Peace.